This is Daily Path Podcast. I'm your host, podcast coach, and transformational speaker, Joe Winters Jr. Now I've been in this business a long time. God gave me the gift of a strong mind. And when I step foot on a path, the good and the bad, they just come by. Never done trying. I do it, I do it. Till each time I do it, it's done right. Ooh. And God left his signature on me. So how could I ever be unsigned? See, everyone has got a gift. Not anonymous, but God given. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Winters Jr., the founder of Daily Path Academy and your host of Daily Path Podcast. Welcome back to the show, and thank you for joining me this morning. Quick reminder, if you are a speaker, coach, or consultant who would love to build a top-rated podcast for your business that's inspiring lives around the world while generating recurring revenue, i love to be the person to show you how you can do that. You can visit my website to book a free discovery call with me by visiting www.joewintersjr.com. Again, that's my name, www.joewintersjr.com. Now, on today's podcast episode, I am joined with guest Nicholas Lindhart, who is a vertical transformation pioneer. And we're going to be talking about how to transform an organization with individual consciousness and teams. Nicholas, how are you doing today? Hi, Joe. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I'm glad to hear that you're doing good. Um, So if you don't mind, can you tell us for those who don't know, what is a vertical transformation pioneer? A vertical transformation pioneer, yeah, in two minutes. Uh, I work with, you, with human consciousness uh, and see it as a key for us to both make better business and make business in better ways, uh, mm. in harmony with each other and the planet. Mm. How did you, uh, so how did you get into your line of work? I started out as, as uh, an engineer. Uh, I realized kind of quickly that I will never be good at this because <laughs> my passion is elsewhere <laughs> uh, and found my passion be creating circumstances and conditions for people to really flourish together. Mm. Uh, then I resigned uh, after 14 years in, in, in business mm. uh, to get the chance to really do what I, what I felt was needed. Mm. And that was after, uh, after an exhaust depression. Mm. Uh, it was like a wake up call. Uh, mm. So I started to experiment with an own business, self-organized, no managers, no roles. Right. Just experiment with with how can we lead people into human growth and then collaborate to really grow and flourish as an organization. Mm. That's where I came across vertical development. Uh, mm. And I saw, wow, here is a key. Uh, mm. Here's a key for humans to really co-create together mm. for the benefit of humans organizations and the planet Mm. okay okay that's interesting how if someone was interested in getting in your line of work knowing that you know what you know now so i'm I'm sure you could help them streamline that process and not take as long to get into that line of work how would they go about doing that i think they would i would recommend to start start on two fronts basically the inner path uh super super important to really get into yourself mm. uh, and your own developing your own growth uh, meditation is the, the way i got in and, and lots of different practices okay. uh, and really explore and trying to i used to call it heal uh, heal yourself heal your inner uh, structures and, and wounds mm. and that opens up for for exploration of greater realities basically Mm. so that's one thing and then of course getting to to work with this uh 
you need to know how, how environments in, in business work today. Right. Um, so, so a little bit of both, um, but also be open to change businesses in, in totally new ways. Because um, mm. there are not that many that, that does this um, today, as I know of. So, so when you say, when you say do the inner work, um, yeah. essentially becoming more self-aware, healing yourself from any trauma or anything that you may have went through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then when you say the other is having an understanding of how businesses operate, um, yeah. in correlation to what you do specifically, what would be your recommendations for acquiring that information? The first part, uh, both study psychology, but primarily uh, use it on yourself. Uh, and I use developmental psychology for, for my path, uh, combined with, with lots of different psychological frameworks, uh, a bit of gestalt psychology uh, uh, as well, to really work with it, not just read it and understand it, read it and, and let it transform your being, basically. Uh, and then find ways to, to fit that in to current organizational context. Right. Where people are searching because they find that's the case. Many people, many organizations today are searching for what can we do differently because people feel worse <laughs> and worse for, for every year passing. Uh, organizations struggle uh, both with growth and, and profitability, but, but lately thank God, more and more with um, sustainability questions. Mm. Is there any is there any books or master classes or a program you would recommend for understanding the developmental psychology you were referring to? There are a few. Uh, I've, I've done a few with Global Leadership Associates, uh, which I think is, is pretty good. Uh, we've done a few with, with um, StageShift.coach that, that is good uh, the, the name of the coach awesome. is state shift stage shift dot coach okay state shift dot coach okay yeah uh Antoinette has, has done some really deep research and combining like 20 30 different uh scientific frameworks in, into one parent hole in, in an astonishing way mm. thank you for uh, sharing some, some relational organizational gestalt uh how we can you use the gestalt psychology in, in uh, an organizational development approach. Hmm. Yeah. What, what, what is your, so let's talk about your framework. What's your conscious development framework for transforming organizations? We work with uh, developmental psychology uh, as one framework. The, this, the research and what patterns do we as human beings share? When we grow up, we go through different stages of, of development or states of development. Uh, and getting to know these actually unlock your, your transformational power to grow. Uh, and in two minutes, we all carry like the, the inner six-year-old that gets egocentric and, and scared and want to fight. Uh, and when that comes up in, in, in leadership, it's not, it's not that beautiful. <laughs> Uh, we all carry the, the inner teenager that just want to fit into, belong to, to the group, mm -hmm. uh, really holding back oneself. Uh, 
we see that a lot in, in Sweden, <laughs> in, in the conflict averseness that, that, that exists. Uh, we all hold an inner expert that, that wants to be right and wants to craft the right data and get the right answer and win an argumentation with arguments and, and data. Uh, and there are a few more. Right. And getting to know these seem to be an opener to to self-transformation mm. so, so that's that, one four. so is that like the first thing y'all do i guess when you are working with organizations you're you're like going in and assessing their patterns is yeah, that what i'm hearing with, we work more with integration actually so so not so much assessing uh that will grow uh along the journey we work with integration of these patterns uh, it's it's more of a healing journey than, than a cognitive assessing journey. Mm. So our goal is for people to really become more of who they are, uh, become more um, happy, content, and, and fuller. Right. Uh, and when doing that, they really we see transformation in the way they meet other people with much more love and compassion. Mm. Uh, and that is enormously transformative uh, in an organization when we start to actually meet. So, so with, with your work, and, and you were referring to integration, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong. So essentially, when you go in, you don't have to assess at all. Y'all just begin work? Yeah. Hmm. That's True. interesting. Very, very interesting. So how, how, how would an organization go about um essentially assessing your effectiveness with their organization right or like is that something that like you have in place to be able to you know show them the effectiveness of how you work with them or how does that work usually we we assess effectiveness depending on what they want to achieve uh mostly it's around uh efficiency <laughs> everyone strives for, for greater efficiency right uh, what creates greater efficiency is usually um, how content you are and engaged you are at work. Uh, so that's one measure that comes as a result of transforming leadership and, and relations in the organization. Okay. Uh, so most of, of our clients self-assess actually uh, prior and after our, our programs. Mm, okay. Um, okay. So you kind of... So we use, we use their assessments because uh, they know best how to measure their own organization uh, mm. so we use their data and their measurements because uh, it's most trustworthy uh, i think mm. what they feel is important is what we measure uh, and every time we see a huge shift for the better um, mm. thank you for sharing that insight that's definitely some good insight that i share um I want to ask you, what have you noticed to be the top two things that prevent an organization from transformation, even when working with an expert like yourself? So let's say, you know, I, I, I'm aware that you're creating results with clients, but like, let's go to the clients that, you know, they're not getting the results because they themselves no. are in their own way. We, we all no. have, you know, encountered an individual organization like this. So what have you noticed to be the top two things that prevent an organization from getting those results? Tough one is is what I call organizational fear. Organizational fear. Describe it, yeah. describe that for us. Fear of being yourself in the organization 
uh, for some reason. It's, it can, can be for the reason of, of being punished. Right, not, not speak being my promoted. Truth. Yeah, not being promoted. If I speak my truth, I get, I get hit right, right. by someone. Right. Uh, so that is, I think, top one. Uh, top two is, is similar, fear of, of losing control. Mm, losing control of the individuals within the organization? Of the individuals in the organization, uh, often underpinned by a lack of trust. If we lose control of our employees, uh, they will be lazy and don't do their, their job. Mm -hmm. uh, some kind of underlying assumption. Right. Uh, and if we can control them, uh, measure them, follow them up, they will do their, their job. Mm -hmm. So lack of trust, uh, I would say, prevents management and organizations to let go of control uh, or, or even a little. Uh, and you need to do that. To, to enable people to to really grow right how do how do how how do you collaborate with you know business owners in helping them letting go so that way they can enable their employees to flourish and, and create trust in two I, different ways usually we get in working with with the management team uh, okay starting the transformational journey with the management team okay uh, Sensing that there's a, a CEO, for instance, that is a real blocker to, for transformation, uh, mm. we might suggest personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. For really, that CEO. For that CEO, yeah, to work deeper, uh, to create the transformational effect right. in, in the top, because uh, that's usually a blocker. Uh, right. Of course, in very large organizations, you can actually transform parts of the organization. Uh, if you have the, the head of that part, uh, really determined to, yeah, let's do this. Uh, but at the end, top management need to be, needs to be on board. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. In your experience, um, I know this is a hard one. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 your, in your experience, uh, how do you articulate to the CEO that they're the ones blocking it without their ego getting in the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a hard one, Joe. That's a hard one. <laughs> Uh, depending on the relation with with the CEO, uh, sometimes it's it's possible to actually say that just out front. Right. Uh, we think we have a problem, and, and we think the problem is in this room, and and it's not me. <laughs> uh, and if the relation is good enough, uh, that often leads to really interesting interesting dialogue. Mm. Um, right. If, if, if it's not possible to have that kind of dialogue, uh, you can always find other entrances into, into that. Mm. Uh, often connected to, hey, you know, I think we could find ways to really increase your, your abilities to transform this organization into something great. Mm. Uh, but for that to happen, uh, I think we need a deeper transformational journey because you're, you're the, the top leader. Right. Uh, mm. That's and when that doesn't work, uh, yeah, just wishing them them good luck. <laughs> right, right, because that's all you can do at that point. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> What's been the biggest challenge for you as an entrepreneur, and how did you overcome it? To get 
to get the spotlight on this as a key uh, for organizations to to thrive in a sustainable way. Consciousness, specifically. Consciousness. Yeah, and leader consciousness as a key. Mm. Uh, it's a rather new field. Uh, there are not so many practitioners out there working with, with large organizations the way we do. Uh, and as always, it, it's hard being being a pioneer in mm. uh, something. Uh, mm. how, how, I'm sorry. Both, I think both persistence and and really letting go and leaning into the flow of life have led me to the, the dialogues, taking one step further <laughs> towards mm. the, the first projects. Uh, mm. So not too much planning, not too much structure. Uh, seems uh, seems like a paradox, and, and I think it might be really letting go to what wants to be born here. Mm. Listen to life. Uh, listen to the universe and, and see where is my path unfolding. Uh, and then finding the courage to, to follow that. All right. Now, definitely that's so. a challenge as well, yeah. You know, that, that 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 sounds like something very similar to what my business coach um, says very often, which is unattaching ourselves from outcomes. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, having uh, having goals, which obviously are outcomes, but yeah. unattaching our emotions from the outcome and instead yeah. falling in love with the process, just the yeah. state of being and what's going to unfold. Um, now, yeah. I'm going to be honest, I do follow a schedule and I am pretty consistent with my schedule, but um, very much understand the concept of allowing things to unfold, you know, not necessarily no. feeling as if we have to control everything and manipulate everything no. to reach no. where it is we're trying to go. So I really yeah, totally. Definitely. Yeah. The funny thing is, is my experience is when, when the more I surrender, the, the more I, I tune into listening to the universe, uh, the more seeds really grow just in front of them. Right, right. Uh, and that's really, really fascinating. As when I find the gift I have to offer right. uh, th this, this world, uh, the universe helps me to, to do that. Mm. I love that. Let's, 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 let's talk about that for a little bit really fast. Yeah. What is surrendering and what is not surrendering? Like, I think there is, I think that, there may be a tendency to kind of confuse the two and one may yeah. believe like, okay, I'm surrendering, but then they still have anxiety. They still worry. They still, you know, like what, what would yeah. you say is the difference in surrendering? Like what is surrendering and what is not surrendering? For me, surrendering is, is both in, inward and outward. Um, and yeah, uh, people do have anxiety. I do still, uh, but surrendering in that for me is to really surrender to the, the darkness as well and, and finding peace there, mm. not struggling uh, to, to avoid it or, or get rid of it. Mm. Uh, so be with what is mm. uh, in the inner world. Uh, and that seems to, to shape transformation because you accept all parts of yourself and let them rest and, and, and let yourself grow in that way. Uh, surrendering to the outward uh, outer world uh, is similar not 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 making plans as in my case uh, but but knowing your direction uh, and 
examining, inquiring into what are the gifts I hold that I can give to the world? Mm. Um, and who can I give them to or to? Right. Oh, and then be really present to listen to whatever whatever is there in, in the in the white noise of of, of every day uh, definitely definitely i uh with consciousness being your thing and and this being um what you've decided to be your purpose helping organizations transform their organization with consciousness i know that gratitude has to be a major practice for you so if you don't oh, yeah. mind sharing the one to two, um, you may have more, but like, what are those one to two daily gratitude practices that you use for expanding your consciousness? I start and end every day in a meditation, both in gratitude and, and connecting to myself and to, to the universe, basically. So if, integrating myself with, with the larger whole. Uh, morning and evening then i've come to to practice all i would say uh, in a moment to moment practice mm -hmm. allowing myself to really be amazed by the beauty of everything uh, that comes in my in my path mm. uh, thank you thank you for sharing as of now i can be of awe in awe just of 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 the technology allowing us to hold this conversation right. from different continents in real time. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's of course natural and it's right. a given, right. but right. it's still something that I can, can allow myself to be really, really grateful mm. for. Um, mm. And a single drop of, of, of water on, on a leaf. I mean, you can just allow yourself to pass to pace down, to notice the really small things in, in life. Uh, or the taste of, a, of, of an apple, really taste the apple and, and stay with it and, and, and let you become the apple. Uh, mm. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't uh, say this often, but you strike me as someone that's very connected to the present moment. Um, and with that being the case, I'm, I'm also aware that there has to be minutes and moments where you may not necessarily be connected to the present moment, you know, yeah. whether that's yeah. just, you know, so Definitely. Do, do you have any tips for refocusing ourselves to be, to reconnect with the present moment in the minutes and moments where we're not connected to the present moment? Yeah. Well, first of, first of all, noticing that, well, I'm off. Uh, often it's, it's, it's when I'm, I'm triggering fear myself because uh, mm. I've come to realize that fear really shuts you down. Right. Um, and noticing that and, uh, and taking the, the responsibility to actually pass whatever you're doing. Uh, mm. And first, just relax and give yourself some, some love. Uh, right. And that can be like moments. Uh, right. it's, not a, it's not a half hour procedure. Uh, it can be seconds. Right. And then I usually close my eyes and, and, and start feeling the connection with, with Mother Earth uh, through my feet. Mm. Uh, really connecting with everyone else alive on, on this planet through, through Mother Earth. 
because we all we'll, we'll share her uh, and she supports for us. And that connection and presence through the soles of my feet usually brings me back in, in some way to the present moment. Mm. Uh, and it can take it can take minutes and it can take hours um, depending on the state, inner state. Right, right. Let, let me let me ask you. Uh, you know, hack here is does it work better when your shoes are off versus when they're on, or does that that doesn't really matter? I think actually. It works better with my shoes off. Yeah, uh, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <It does. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, even outdoors, even outdoors, it, it does. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Nicholas, I have to say thank you for joining me today. If you don't mind, can you please share with my listeners where they can connect with you? They can connect with me on intothenew.se into the new.se yeah awesome i'm also find Hart on on linkedin what was say that again for us find me nicholas lindhart okay on linkedin awesome uh, this there's only one <laughs> i'm gonna include it in the show notes as well <laughs> awesome awesome love that nicholas thank you for joining me today thank on you. Path. you're welcome thank and to my listeners i hope um, you take something that you learned today and implement it in your daily path. Until next time, have a blessed day. I want to be unique. Got more than my kid I could teach. I want you to hear when I speak. I want to free people imprisoned by stigmas and popular common beliefs. Don't want you to think. I want you to feel. Look down inside you and tell me what's real. If you're unsure, then you're uncured. We only get one life, man. It's a big deal. Do you love what you do? Hey, I wanted to jump on here really fast and say thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something from the message that you can use in your life. If you are a mission-driven individual who wants to share your message and change lives, then I'd love to show you how building a podcast can help you do that. Please visit joewintersjr.com to book a free discovery call with me so I can help you out. If you are an organization looking to bring me in to speak with your team or at your next event, you can book me by visiting my website, joewintersjr.com and scheduling a free discovery call so we can talk about your expectations and what you want from me. I'd really love to serve you. Have a blessed day.